Hi, I'm Alex Maxwell, and I watched Betty White drink pee. Me amo T-Bone, la araña discoteca. And I don't have a joke, but I'm Max Phillips. <laughs> uh, and today, if you uh, hadn't guessed by those, one fairly niche reference and one fairly obvious reference, uh, we're talking about community. So, I feel like we need to clarify that every episode we do at this point is going to have at least one reference to community. But Usually. because of that, we were like, let's let's make episode 10 the entire entire thing about community. And then we can just get all our references out of the way, try and get all our jokes in one go. And then maybe, probably not, but maybe we won't do it again. <laughs> Very That's doubtful. That's not going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> and can we just address 10 episodes? We've actually... I mean, we've we've done this every week. That I is know. ten weeks. Ten, ten weeks, weeks of dedication. Two more weeks, and that's like a like a whole school term. And I like I haven't shaved the entire time, so Have I look like not? no. Wow. wow! It just looks. He's been awful. sat there waiting for the next one. Just just leave it. Leave well, it. Like, uh... We'll do a year of these, and we'll just do like a a short <laughs> gif of fifty-two yeah. Yeah. shots. Uh, nah, nah. I, I it started out in. Like November when I uh, when we went into lockdown and I was yeah. like, when I'm back at work, I'll cut it all off again. And it's just been longer than <laughs> longer than we thought. <laughs> but I wanted to back. dedicate wanted to dedicate to the bit. So why not? Why yeah. not? So community, this is going to be a struggle of an episode because <laughs> it's so fucking funny and it's so yeah. hard just not to just randomly quote it and hope that. You're listening and going, haha, that's yeah. Content. We'll try and talk more about like the actual, uh, I guess, writing direction yeah. story of it more than just mm-hmm. us, because I don't think anyone wants to listen to us for an hour just just talking. Quoting. Yeah, quoting. But I do want to get it out of the way though. So both of you get one line that you just get. You can say it might be your favorite, funniest, or just the first one that comes to your head. The funniest one for me is in the the mockument, or like the way Arbett's making the documentary and Pierce is in hospital. Yeah. I didn't want a picture. (laughs) I wanted a picture. I didn't. I can't even remember the line now. I didn't want to meet him. I didn't want to meet him. I just wanted a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. One of my favorites, thinking about it, is actually I had to go to the bank today. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just the dean, but then like, it comes, and then he comes back. Half man, like, half woman. The the people yeah. at the bank loved it. Yeah. <laughs> the one dean mine, is probably um, the underrated character. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites. I mean, it's pretty much anything Troy says. I will just say <laughs> is my favorite. But I think my favorite joke in it is in season five when. Um, Hickey and Shirley are being interrogated by the school board about uh, the underground community centre that the the gang had found and mm. they're like trying to work out where it was and then there's this really weird bit where one of the school boards like he thinks that he has uh, telekinetic powers <laughs> oh, yeah. in mind room <laughs> and he's like he, he goes into this mind palace thing and then it's completely wrong it's like about he's like you were on a hang glider and they flew out of here. And it's just completely <laughs> wrong, obviously. But then at the end of the episode, <laughs> Hickey goes to Shirley like, can I tell you something? And she's like, yeah. 
I was thinking about a hang glider. <laughs> <laughs> that's so it's fucking like, dumb. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. The, it does get yeah. more ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's go. not just that, but like the 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 jokes are just insane a lot of the time. Like, there's a yeah. whole story arc where Troy is joining the air conditioning repair school, <laughs> and the guy tries to like he like murders people. Yeah. yeah. And then they have, and they have yeah. a thing to see who's like the the top air conditioner repairman. They lock themselves in like a a, a glass box, box. <laughs> and then who can repair it the fastest? And then uh, to make sure that no one will believe them, <laughs> they've got something like what Black Hitler <laughs> making paninis, making paninis. No, no, yeah. no. It was an astronaut making paninis and oh, Black yeah. Hitler. Yeah, and then so that if you late, retold the story later on, when he's like he's talking to the um, is it the the plumbing the plumbing uh, mm. the head of plumbing who wants Troy to work for him? He's like Troy gets upset with him, and he's like. I'm gonna make paninis with astronauts and Black Hitler, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> What's interesting, though, kind of seriously, is is kind of Troy's story arc and kind of character arc mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Because I mean, obviously, he remains essentially ridiculous mm-hmm. for the whole thing. But as as a person, because the the gag is kind of he's the dumb jock. That's how it starts, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Season one, in particular, the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. It's really different. just these archetypes that you're so familiar with, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably done on purpose to be like, ah, something uncomfortable with, and then they fuck you up with it. Yeah. And it's kind of taking him from that dumb jock into something with substance, because I mean, <laughs> I was rewatch. I've been rewatching it again, mm-hmm. um, and it was like it's when Jeff is trying to convince Troy to join the football team. <laughs> again and he's like some of your favorite sports stars started off in community college he's like give me one and he's like who's your favorite football player and he goes me you're right <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like go on yeah sorry it's, i it, don't know no, where i was going with that but no, I was... that that's an example of kind of the, the, the idiocy and then by the time you know, uh, are we doing spoilers? Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're assuming you've watched it, and if you haven't, please do. Yeah. By the time he leaves, he's someone that you've gone on so many like adventures with and had these emotional experiences with. And yeah. It's such a silly show, but he leaves and like I'm crying. Oh, what like, what I am. <laughs> but the, but the funny thing is, the send off itself is a story arc. Like it comes mm-hmm. like full yeah. circle because... for for two characters. Yeah, but then for Troy, like, so the the my favorite quote of him, of him not being able to talk to LeVar Burton, then goes on a trip around the world. Yeah, with LeVar Burton. Like yeah. it's just it's silly. It's, it's okay it's if also... you can't talk to me. Oh, it's okay. That was my clone. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, he gets cloned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like but that like... that whole episode is heartbreaking. But in yeah. the most community way possible, because it's completely goofy and ridiculous. Like, if you think to uh, the scene where Arbed lets go and falls into the lava, there's obviously mm-hmm. the whole basis of the episode is the floor is lava, and it's this last big adventure arranged by Arbed for uh, Troy before he leaves, right? Uh, and that whole moment of when they're the last two and he lets go and falls like two feet. <laughs> 
into, <laughs> yeah. into the lava that's just obviously just a concrete floor. And you can just hear Troy in the background going, Ah, bad! Ah, bad! Like, really emotionally. <laughs> it's so stupid. But I'm, like, going, I'm emotional. Like, mm. I'm really My emotional emotions. <laughs> My emotions. Yeah. My emotions. That's another um, reference. And it's, it's because as, as Nathan... Yeah, I was going to say, that would be Notches. dangerous. Notches. <laughs> Notches. Notches. <laughs> That's oh, that's that's the most community thing you could have done because that's a meta joke. Ah, because it, it's a tally chart, so it's a tally, but it's but notches, which it, is a community reference. That's so meta. Notches. Can we just talk about notches? I feel like we've mentioned notches. Yeah, I'm going to stay on this point though. But go ahead joke. and make the notches thing. Yeah, it's we, such we'll a throwaway joke, but it's so funny. It is so dumb. I think it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Who remembers the details of it? Who remembers what each person? I don't know what they wrote, but Jeff it's, was, it's like Jeff's, Jeff Wingers yeah. or something. Like classic yeah, like wingers. Singers, classic yeah. wingers is what Arbed writes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another one. I can't. I, I think, think it's, it's Jeff. It, start, it starts body. with Jeff, and then it goes to Arbed, and then yeah, it does like just the notches thing. But that's the thing with community. There's so many just like throwaway jokes that you don't. Mm-hmm. You're like that was really funny, but then it's already moved on to the next thing. Yeah. And background jokes as well are the same for yeah. those, which like, yeah. again like I'm sure will come to Beetlejuice, the Arbed uh, delivering a baby over the yeah. course of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that until like the whole for, my that third season, rewatch. The whole mm-hmm. season, he's there and like in the in the background, just like talking to the 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 couple, and then like he's yeah. in the background. Wait, it's the whole season. Yeah, yeah because the whole um, you see him in the background. It, start, I just it thought starts with um, it starts with the episode where they give out Greendale condoms and they all turn out to be faulty. Yeah, and then you can see those two characters in the background, and he throws the condom away, and that's how she gets pregnant. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I just knew that he was delivering a baby in the background of an episode. I didn't realize no, that was no, a running no, thing no, through this, the season. There's a whole, there's a whole storyline. Which yeah, is that. which is why it comes back to another thing where Arbit like Troy's like, do you just have your own little adventures? And he's like, yeah, yep, sometimes. <laughs> but again, and, and that that didn't exist for no reason. That mm. comes later in in the season when Arbit has to deliver Shirley's baby, and he's yeah. like, I've done this before, and they're all like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, even now I'm learning new things. Like I've watched the whole thing through like six times, I think, mm-hmm. mm. which is. That's a lot. It's a it's lot. A lot. It's a yeah. lot. A lot. I think I'm on the um, seventh time. I'm going to go back to the point now so we stay on track because we knew this was the danger of this podcast <laughs> that we just end up going on tangents and quotes and stuff. Um, yeah. But that whole episode, as Nathan said, of the Troy's last episode, is one big character arc in itself because um, I see it as a character arc for Troy and Arbed, so. Troy's is the ending of his story, and Arbed's is the ending of his chapter, and then he mm. carries on. So it's like, because uh, you've got that whole emotional moment at the end that's so silly about the four into larder thing, uh, the reason it's so emotional is because at the heart of all of community, in the midst of all this madness and chaos and stuff, is heart like emotional the emotional yeah. core of the show and you know it's the fact that Arbed's imagination takes over because he can't handle his best friend leaving mm. but that's why the whole thing is even happening so him letting go physically 
and metaphorically. It's it's a piece of really good writing. It's just so chaotic and weird that it's kind of hidden underneath that's, this comedy. That's the whole thing with community throughout the whole six seasons. The and a movie. And a movie. That um there is real story being told mm -hmm. whether or not you feel like it's happening um there is uh, always characters being developed plots being pushed forward and it's the whole thing with if you watch any dan Harmon, um if it sketches tv show whatever it is that he's made even in um like the D, &D podcasty brown table thing yeah um, Harmon quest he is pushing his own character's character development and giving them flaws. And that's a thing that reflects in community that he's constantly thinking about, you know, what's this character doing? What, what, why do they do it? Um, and it's, did we talk about it in, in the comedy episode? I think we did where Probably. the last episode, we felt like it wasn't, they weren't being true to the characters. Yeah. Like the, I think, the swearing. I think, um, yeah, that, yeah, that was weird, but um, I do think that last episode works for Jeff really well. Because yeah. if you think in terms of character arcs, season one, episode one, and much of the early seasons, Jeff's like primary goal is to leave community college as quickly as he can. Yeah. And sleep with Britta. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, but that's just... That's sort of like a, a side, side hustle, you know, like he's just like he's just like a player, you know what I mean? But yeah. his primary goal is to get out of community college and get that law degree so he can get back to yeah. work straight away. And then yeah. see the end of season six is an episode of him not wanting to let go and all of his friends move on. So he's trying yeah. to find ways that they can all stay and you know, tries to convince them convince them all to be teachers like he was. Uh, yeah. towards the end which is just like it's it's the perfect come full circle for a character so i do think i do think that last episode is quite good for jeff yeah i mean in terms of like uh the actual character development but it just seems like for for someone that's so calculating about mm -hmm. characters to to i mean my argument for it was that it's you know it's like a chaotic kind of thing the like the, the break of the group so i guess maybe you could say that the swearing is out of character because it's a very out of character situation for them all to be in but i feel yeah. like even that's a bit of a stretch but for for the whole the whole show you never really have a point where uh, i mean i guess apart from britta i guess because she becomes much of like a very much of a caricature of mm -hmm. the person that she was but i feel yeah. like everyone else kind of stays true to the character and I guess maybe Britta going down that way is just a slow development of that character just getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I did want to sort of touch on individual characters themselves because Community is one of those very rare shows that something that's so special about it is how good its cast of characters is. And that's what makes mm -hmm. it so... Aside from Harmon's writing is what makes it so good, that cast and the the you know the eclectic bunch of characters that come with it so i thought it would be quite good to just sort of do touch on each of them what we like about them what we necessarily don't like about them because i know that we're about to talk about britta and alex has some beef with that but um yeah so we might as well start there yeah we'll talk about 
the wonderful Britta Perry, played by Gillian Jacobs. Uh, Alex, go on. I know, I know you're probably chomping at the bit. <clears throat> Not really. It's, I mean, I think, I think Gillian Jacobs nails it. Mm. You know, I think she, she is a great actor and in particular comedy actor. Um, I've seen mm. her in, I saw her in that other thing. Something to do with love. love. I didn't think that show was great, but I thought she was. Oh, see, I she liked was good it, actually. In it. I thought it would be something. I, I mean, you look at it and you think, ah, that's something that Alex would definitely like because <laughs> I'm a sucker for like romance and comedies and romance comedies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't really my thing. I think it was the the leading guy that kind of didn't quite hit mm. for me. Yeah. But I I think that they did Britta dirty to be honest mm-hmm. in terms of the show. Um, she kind of starts off as this very headstrong knows what she's about um you know if you, the whole thing of like if you're honest you're cool with me if you lie i don't want anything to do with you um she's constantly lied to for a start she, mm. she's a headstrong activist is basically the the kind of starting point we're at yeah and then from there she does kind of become this caricature um mm where she's just ripped on constantly and becomes this kind of dumb, ditzy, blonde stereotype, I guess, who's trying to be an activist, but failing miserably and works yeah. at a bar. And it, like, none of the aspects of her life individually are wrong. It's just the fact that they're all collated in this one character, and it just feels like it's not, it could have been so much more than it was. The character that she was in that first episode is very different from where she ends up at, at, mm-hmm. at the end. Exactly. And it's, that is the case for all of them, but she is definitely the most extreme of those. Yeah, I mean, especially he's probably the same. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to go, me so hungry and just upset you because I know you hate it. That line makes me physically unwell. I hate it. It's so Gillian Jacobs, though. But it's not Britta. It shouldn't yeah. be. Whether or is not that the, it is, is that the Chaos it Theory be. episode? Yes, where they get yeah. pizza, right? The best yeah, episode yeah. of Community. Yeah, uh, that Alex hates. I mean, she was no, I, yeah, she I was don't smoking the, the devil's yeah. lettuce. She yeah, that's. I have never seen anyone <laughs> smoke weed and do that. That's because... me so hungry, me so hungry. That yeah. should never have ever been written. <laughs> Upset. I'm willing to bet that it wasn't written and that that was improvised. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, should have been um, cut then. Should have said, Gillian, <laughs> stop it. No. I think stop it's it. funny. I think it's funny. I think that it's supposed to be ridiculous and stupid. I guess. Um, but but again, uh, uh, touching me. on the, the they think they're clever but they're not thing. That's every character in community as far as I'm concerned. That's the whole point. That Like, People that yeah. think Jeff thinks he's the big lawyer. Troy thinks he's like, well, Troy's a bit different because he sort of he thinks the way he thinks he's supposed to think because he's just Troy thinks he's all that, job. and maybe he is. Maybe he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, it's the whole point is like they think that they're all that, but they ended up at community college, yeah. right? So they all have these downfalls, and I think that's just Britta's downfall is that she's like because i don't see her as the sort of archetypal ditzy blonde classic character thing i do think it's a little different than that because she's not an idiot because she is very smart she's Mm. just 
got you know she just britters everything that's the whole point of it she just misplaces all of her uh intentions uh and yeah and i think it's best sim- best summed up in the uh in the line with shirley that everyone always quotes now that's um I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at animal cruelty. And then Shirley's like, you can excuse racism. Yeah. I mean, I guess the the hard thing with with Britta's character, I guess, is because, like Alex said, she does start as what what seems like this quite strong character mm-hmm. but then i mean i don't know i haven't watched it like all the way through from season one to season six in a long time i like to just jump around and, and just watch my favorite episodes yeah I'm so i guess i haven't now. seen that character development again since first watching it so i maybe i'm i'm not remembering properly yeah, but I, like, I, I mean sorry i was I've just gonna say like that character recently. development was just probably slow and we're remembering what it is or we know where she's going uh, yeah, because we've seen it so many times. I've been rewatching it recently. Like, like, like I said before, like mostly I try, I just jump around and watch my favorite episodes, and then sort of like maybe end up watching like five in a row, something like that. But then, yeah, this last month or so, I've literally just been rewatching it from the start, mm. and I, I, I do think she's. I can see. I can definitely see Alex's point, but I, I, I think she's a good character. I, I like her. I think it's. I, I do think it's funny that her character is like a failed activist. Like, there's always the things mm. like she tries to do stuff and it doesn't work, or she's tried. Or she hasn't done stuff in the past that she wanted to. I think it it makes for a an interesting character. Um, she goes from what you, I guess on the surface seems like quite a headstrong character, but then I guess through her character development it's yeah. revealed that she isn't so i mean maybe it's just thinking that these are her traits and this is what she's like but actually when you actually dive deeper into the surface and get further down as into this character it turns out that she's actually quite weak willed um mm-hmm. she doesn't actually do a lot of the stuff that she says she believes in um which i do think makes her quite funny parts of the show that you know where she's um you know she's trying to do something um was it like the the model un or something where she locks herself in a cage like those yes. kind of things where it I seems like these really big well. things but it's just really stupid in in like in the grand scheme of things with her and chang like the, the yeah yeah versus the cop. <laughs> yeah and, and it's, it's um... the, the britta versus the the Community college security guy. Yeah, yeah, it's the same episode where uh, that when they're doing the UN thing and Troy's doing Georgia, the country, and he's like, "Yeah, Georgia requests <laughs> if we can do accents," and then Jeff's like, "You're Georgia, the country, not Georgia, the state." Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what he says, but it's something along the lines of something like, like "Manja P's and Q's." Well, yeah, that's how it ends. <laughs> but it starts with like him going. Uh, former member of the Soviet Union. <laughs> we kindly request you mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> it, it, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, I'm trying I to think, think of a... other Britain moments where we kind of see that that change. Um, I mean, obviously, we kind of have the exposition episodes, like in particular, 
when Arbed has done everyone's origin story, mm-hmm. and we kind of see more and more of her her stuff. Um, there's also Chang. No, there's the the theater when they're in the theater. They go to see a show. Yeah. Um, oh, the one where it... Chang thinks he's seen a theater full of ghosts. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that episode. <laughs> but in that, she kind of bumps into her her old activist friends. Yeah. yeah. Etc. Who turn um, out to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. They suck. But we kind of see those moments where she's like, "We did so much." And then yeah. there's also the 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 protest that Annie and Shirley start doing because through Britta they're like ooh activism we should do that and then Britta mm. gets mad because they're not doing it right yeah I think uh, and, and we'll we'll move on from Britta in a second because we've spent a lot of time on her but I think it's because she's a divisive character but I, I've always she's seen it as like she thinks that she needs to be this something more this activist this important mm. person for change when really at the end of it she just realizes that it's the little things and the people in her life that matter to her and she doesn't need to pretend to be something more than she is and that's what i quite like i think she does find herself by the end of it they tie up every character quite nicely with the exception (laughs) i mean kind of pierce who i wanted to (laughs) get onto uh the problem with pierce is um we can't really joke about much of the things he says uh, without context because <laughs> it'll just sound like we're just being ridiculously offensive. <laughs> we can talk about sperm. About what? Sperm. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I thought you said burn. Canisters. No, yeah. it's canisters of sperm. That's oh, I thought you meant the bit where he said, I'm hypervirile or something. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah. It goes straight through the egg. <laughs> <laughs> But Pierce is kind of, again, that starting off archetype of racist, dithery old man who's not quite with the times. My yeah. third wife um, was biracial. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, he has his own progression. He, do- um, he does, yeah. The only reason yeah. that he doesn't wrap up as nicely as the other ones is because he left so abruptly. Uh, but they do left. wrap him up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's chevy. <laughs> Left, fired. It's, I think, a mix of both. Yeah. Well, um, I think they, they had uh, um, him and Dan Harmon famously, uh, yeah, famously, famously for people in the community sphere, did yeah. not get on very well. And I think it's because Chevy Chase didn't like his character. He didn't yeah. like the fact that he was that archetypal, grumpy old man who's a bit of a racist and people didn't time, really like. From the behind-the-scenes stories, Chevy yeah, Chase right. is kind of that archetypal <laughs> sort of racist. Well, it well-intentioned racist homophobe. That the no, he is. He's never like nasty racist, is he? He's just like an old Pierce man that doesn't get no, it. No. Yeah, all racism's nasty. Yeah, we can't speak. Yeah, of course. No, of course it is. No, but I you know, know but, what I mean. Yeah, there's different ways. I guess it's it's from the stories I've heard of Chevy Chase. It's kind of like. I can't even think of particular ones, but Donald Glover even has talked about the times. Yeah. Kind of, it's kind of that thing where you're in a situation and you kind of go, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, that mm. was it's because he's it's because he's been Chevy Chase his entire life, you know. Like ever yeah. since he's been probably about twenty five when he started working for the the Lampoon and when they did really well, he yeah. he was like the face of the National Lampoon and then became the star of Saturday Night Live and then subsequently you know the star of so many massive movies and then since then has just lived on that being chevy chase thing of you know i can do no wrong i'm Mm. fucking chevy chase uh and then i think yes you can that's why that's (laughs) why there's so many older people in hollywood that keep uh, recently are just getting called up on stuff like dustin hoffman and stuff because it's like they just have this idea that they don't think they can do anything wrong uh, and to but, an extent, it's generational, but that that it's an explanation. It, it's not an excuse, mm, you know. I would it say explains it, why yeah. they're like that, but you can't excuse it. It's like yeah. okay, well, yeah. yeah, you're older. You come from a different generation. You mm. you have the same capability to learn and adapt. And they've always else. been excused because of their privilege. Yeah, I I would thank, say Chevy Chase isn't isn't like the uh, um, the only perpetrator because from behind the scenes. Uh, Dan Harmon is also extremely yeah. difficult to work with, mm-hmm. and I can see the, the two of them being very head to head. I mean, there was there was one where, like, once a, a thing where Chevy Chase had left Dan Harmon a voicemail, like berating him, so that, he yeah. played that was it. The big thing at yeah. some like ceremony, or, like party. he was on stage, yeah, party. and he played this thing to everyone. So that, that was the other no no no. That's sorry. I've done a lot of reading into this particular situation. Okay. Oh, see, I was fairly sure that what had happened was he'd left him a a voicemail berating him, and then Dan Harmon played that at the rap party. That's the story. Or was it? I heard. Or was it? He'd it was said something. He'd said something at the rap party, so he left him a voicemail, and then Dan yeah. Harmon played the voicemail on Harmon Town. He yeah, it was that. Right. So right, it's kind of a. Dan Harmon is a genius, and Dan Harmon's work is something to be revered. But Dan Harmon himself, which he would, if you've watched Harmon Town, would probably admit, definitely, um, is he is not necessarily a person to be revered. He's he's a it's a problematic fave, as they say. Yeah. Mm. Um. Um. Basically, the situation is they didn't have a great working relationship in the first place. Um. And whether or not it was because he was tired or because he didn't find it funny, um, Chevy Chase refused to film a tag at the end of the episode, but it was the last day of shooting and they had a particular time frame that they could get this in. Um, Chevy walked off set and Dan Harmon was absolutely furious at this because this tag was meant to wrap up something. It was it was the um, the episode where Pierce and the gang have to play that like 8-bit game yeah his, mm. his brother had made um there was meant to be this like really quite emotional tag that tied everything up for the end of the season um or something like that uh but chevy walked off he left and the set came down and there was no there was no reshoots there was no ability to do to reshoot this before it went out and dan Harmon was furious and then at the rap party um, in front of Chevy Chase's family, uh, himself, and he got most of the people in the room to basically chant that Chevy Chase was a dick, um, which isn't great. It was something like that. 
I think it was like Chevy's a dick or something, something yeah. similar. Um, Which isn't untrue. You just don't do it in front of his family. Yeah. You take him to one side and say, dude, you're being a dick. You fucked mm. up my show. Mm hmm. But no, he, he publicly embarrassed him in front of his family, at which point Chevy Chase essentially called his boss and called him like a fat, lazy, yeah, unfunny writer. It was It's really bizarre to listen to it. It's like some of it's complimentary and some of it's really not. <laughs> it's like some of the stuff you write is funny. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Dan Harmon played that publicly. On later on down the yeah. line yeah so, i mean that's kind of the thing together. with with uh with dan Harmon is that if you know anything about him i mean he's had trouble with numerous mm. yeah. different uh women which he has apologized for he doesn't learn on these things what's so like what's he done um i think it was on was it rick and morty a writer community was a community, right? Yeah, um, Megan. Can't remember her surname. That I, I don't think we should talk about this. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't going to go to it. I wasn't going to go into it. Because um, like a meeting thing. He he's um he's had problems with like with his character basically. Um, and it's what you're saying. He's not the person. Like people seem to really. It's the same with like Rick and Morty. People are saying like they they really um sympathize with not sympathize but like they see themselves in the character of rick which is essentially yeah. dan Harmon good personified yeah, rick in is some dan ways. Harmon, essentially um in the same way that jeff is he's talked about that where a lot of the characters are like his own flaws that he writes about because obviously as a writer that's what you kind of yeah pull from you pull from experience and these aren't characters to to be revered so like take jeff for example he does learn by the end that what he used to do or the way he used to act was wrong. And he might be like this cool guy at the start and end. You know, he could he still has that reputation. But if you look at him in, in episode one or like season one, you're like, this is a cool character. Yeah. He's an asshole. He sucks big time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was the um uh, hang on. that was a, an explanation. Pause of... again. Really? Sorry, good job I was starting a new point. Really? We... I know. <laughs> Twice. Sorry. I left, then Nathan left. It was a whole thing. We're we back, had a though. whole bunch of uh, technical issues. Not on my end. I was, no. uh, <laughs> I was here and healthy the whole time and the professional... <laughs> but these two, not so much. So we we were talking about Pierce, and we were about to sort of round off his uh, his character, um, and the reason that it all went sort of downhill with him and why his arc didn't wrap up so well was because uh, of the complicated relationships that he had on set, um, which meant that they had to finish off his character in an episode he wasn't in, sort of a posthumous episode with the very good uh, episode they did the table read on, which was the sperm capsule. <laughs> Here's your sperm episode. <laughs> your obligatory sperm. <laughs> um, which, uh, if you haven't 
watch the table read and you have seen Community, by the way, you have to watch it uh, at least just for Pedro Pascal's just sight reading <laughs> of those lines. It's amazing. So funny. Um, so but funny. yeah, so the, the the problem with Pierce, as we were saying, was that half of his jokes you can't really say out of context uh, yeah. because they're just awful, but they're funny because of who he is. Um, and as much as he had a complicated relationship with people on set, I'm sure that there was positive relationships in there as well. Uh, you know, he was on the show for about what three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, it can't have all been bad. Uh, and I know that Joel McHale talks a lot about uh, Chevy Chase and how he liked him, even if he was a complicated character. Um, but that's quite interesting to me because if we're going to move on to Jeff now, I think Joel ama- Joel Joel amazing. <laughs> I think Joel <laughs> McHale is amazing in this, but I mm. don't like him in anything else really. Um, he was good in A Futile and Stupid Gesture, that movie yeah. they made about the National Lampoon on Netflix. That's really good. But in that, he plays Chevy, you know? So <laughs> you can kind of get why he was good Does at he it. Actually? He just, yeah, he it. Plays, yeah. yeah, he yeah. plays Chevy Chase. You should watch it. It is really good. It's really that good. That is very funny. Yeah. I so, suppose if anyone's going to know him. Exactly, well, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Uh, they must have had a good working relationship for him to get to know him that well. And I know that he yeah. spoke to him before making the movie. So, uh, But yeah, John McHale, really good in this, but not, not so much my bag in other things. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I watched that show. Much. Have you not yeah. seen that show that he made? Yeah, basically um... equals three, but for Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that format that is dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were about eight years too late on that. Yeah, but they, it's like it, a, it's it was a based on a show, show he'd already done, like though, means. right? He'd mm, already been doing a show on E or something like really? that. Really? For years and years, that was exactly oh. the same thing. And then they went, "Well, we'll pick it up for Netflix, but change the name." Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, and it wasn't that good. That's a shame. It's weird that it's still a thing. Mm. Um. Well, it's not still it is, It's just twenty videos. It's just like it's equals three. It is equals. You three. hit the nail on the With head. Celebrity that guest. Yeah. yeah. Half of which are just these bizarre. old community mates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bizarre that that yeah. was ever picked up. And uh, now yeah. he does uh, the Darkest Timeline podcast with Ken Jeong. Yeah, mm. I I haven't listened to a lot of it. I think no. is that is that how the table read came around? Yeah. I think yeah. that, well... It was probably... Cause it was, th- they it did was... things related with it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, because they had people coming on and they realised that obviously it was like a popular thing, which is yeah. weird because I know that like there's there's quite a few um, like celebrity friends who have done like TV shows, they did podcasts together, and like, we didn't expect this to be so popular. And it's like, you're on an extremely popular TV show. Yeah. That people keep like scrubs, like uh, yeah. Zach Braff and Donald Faze aren't doing that. Zach- is that podcast pretend and you're doctors like, real friends or fake doctors yeah, real friends fake doctors real friends yeah yeah and it's like you didn't expect this to be popular it's one of the most popular tv shows yeah. and all the cast right. of the office in the u.s are trying to do spin-offy stuff and like selling yeah. knockoff merch <laughs> well is it jenna fisher and the lady angela. angela they've been doing podcasts for years like yeah for mm. ages they're probably the earliest ones that i know of the that guy that plays um, Stanley, 
yeah. I don't know, I can't remember his name. He has a thing. He does cameos. Yeah, he has a thing on uh, on his Patreon that he's set up that he, he has, has written. He's written a whole Is series of a Stanley spin-off and he oh, wants God. it to get funded on Patreon. And you can watch it as well. You can watch a pilot that they made and it's really bad. Is it bad? <laughs> yes, it's so what, bad. What would it be about? It's him when he's uh, moved down to Miami. Oh my god. Yeah. Is it like Joey after they did friends? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine that that imagine happened. that, but it's not with a main character. It's just like <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a background character, but he's not one of the main cast, you know? Mm. No. Uh, that, but yeah, what you don't about Daryl after he moved to Philly? That I could do. Yeah. But not Stanley. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But community yeah. as much as they have the, the podcast, I think they all knew that they were on something special. And then mm. when they ended it, it that was it. You know, there's always going to be the... There's always going to be the and a movie thing. Yeah. But I think they they'd know, they wouldn't beat a dead horse, that gang of people. Because they're yes, all they very talented individuals. No, do you think they would? I think they'll do a movie. I, I think that's not wasn't what I meant. I meant I they, they wouldn't do what the cast of The Office are doing now. Oh, with, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they've, been, they've all had like, separate careers. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Pretty, the extent. entire main cast have gone on to do more work. Like, surely, like, uh, what's her name? Yvette? Yvonne? Nicole Yvette? Brown. Yeah. Yeah, Yvette. Yvette. Um, I mean, she had a career kind of similar, similar to Chevy, had a pretty decent career prior. Um. A lot of people recognize her from Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh. Yeah. Uh, that's where I knew her from. I was like, hey, yeah, it's the I, lady I, from Drake I and Josh. I never really watched enough Drake and Josh to know her from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. Um, and she's done other bits. What are we thinking? I haven't seen Danny Pudi in a lot. He's done a, like more kind of He's on DuckTales, Larry. He's, he's on DuckTales, Larry, yeah. <laughs> he, is on, he is on DuckTales. It's so funny watching that. Watching that is like watching Arbed in the episode where he pretends to be like a regular guy. Yeah. The, the dinner, <laughs> dinner with Arbed. Probably Robert. just Danny Pudi yeah. just being himself. But it was he was like, I'm on Ducktales. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so strange. But he he did a few kind of short shorts, like short films mm-hmm. that he put on his Instagram yeah. that were kind of bizarre, but really interesting, like really quite good. Um. I can kind of see him going down the the kind of art film, yeah. film festival route, mm. which is actually quite suitable to Arbed. Yes, his character, mm. which is is interesting. I and then love you've got Arbed. Troy, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. He's doing all right, isn't he? He's doing okay. He's doing things, you know, <laughs> hit albums, concept albums. Hit TV shows like Atlanta, which you should watch if you haven't, because it's amazing. Films with Rihanna. Yeah. Films with Rihanna. Movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it's been cast I, as something else, I believe, but I can't think of what it is. Star Wars as well. We missed that one. He's been cast <laughs> as Star Wars. But yeah. you know, it doesn't. It doesn't need us three guys to talk about. Donald Glover and how good Donald Glover is because we have done that in the past and I'm sure we will yeah. Can we continue do it again, future, Pops? But... Please? <laughs> but it's well documented at this point that he's done yeah. pretty well. Uh, okay. But someone who has done well as well, which is 
like not a surprise, but really good. Is Alison Brie is doing bits mm. at the minute? Yeah, she's kind of hot property in terms of comedy actors. Yeah, um, she's been doing some serious stuff though as well. Yeah, she was in that horse girl film. That was pretty good. Haven't seen it, but uh, I've heard it's, it's a good. weird one. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. like a weird role for her, but it's really good. Is it uh, like a thriller drama? It's sort of like a. I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's like a, watching a psychological breakdown in a person on screen. I do that every day. In the mirror. <laughs> in the mirror. Um, yeah. But she, uh, I suppose it'll draw, uh, tie us into Annie, who is next in my list of people to talk about. I it's think like um, she might be my favorite character in Community. Because I, yeah. I, I love Troy more than anything he's my favorite character in anything like the history of anything so in my head he transcends community now whenever i watch it uh so okay. i mean he is obviously my favorite character but if we're gonna do the exception of him because if we were all just talking about our favorite characters we'd all just go it's troy mm-hmm. i i uh i love annie she's so ridiculous and funny when she's doing the lucy goose <laughs> <laughs> I think that's she's, the funny. She's multifaceted, like, the thi- definitely. Well, the thing about her character is, and I guess they kind of all have their own um, personalities like this, but she's kind of that um, what you would take from like Dan Harmon, because obviously he's writing each of these characters mm-hmm. kind of uh, as a, a part of himself. That's kind of like the anxious, overthinking, planning out kind of character, Obsessive. and obviously. Yeah, and those kind of... It's weird, because they're all kind of caricatures. All of these characters have become these over-heightened versions of themselves. Yeah. But Annie is an interesting character, because she is so bizarre. Like, the whole of her... Like, her origin story is that she was on, like, a bunch of drugs. She was hooked on Adderall. Yeah, Yeah, and that party where she knows Troy from what he did like the keg flip she's like she runs through the glass yeah. door and like jumps yeah. over a fence and you're like yeah. it's ridiculous the whole character is ridiculous and then but then like we said before with like all the other characters they get rounded off in this very serious and emotional way and they do have full character development for a she comedy which is quite the rare FBI, doesn't she yes yeah no she she moves or is moving goes to quantico yeah Yeah, that's right yeah and that Um, but that suits her as well that's what i was gonna say it's when you described that backstory then i was like it's so weird because that's just not her character at the end at all yeah in a good way as well well, because she she starts off as what i believe is meant to be like a 17 year old girl Mm mm-hmm Something like yeah. that, seventeen, eighteen, and he's pretty yeah. young. We try not to sexualize her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, kind of, you're there for four years. She's kind of in her early twenties now. She's, and I suppose, from our point of view, obviously, you know, we're we're not women, we're not young women, so we don't quite connect yeah. in the exact same way that perhaps a, a young woman would. But in terms of our age, ages, we kind of grow up with Annie. Mm. Yeah, and with the rest of them, that they're, they're all very. Other than Troy, is her age, but mm-hmm. kind of stays that child, ha- keeps that kind of childlikeness. 
I can Al see Nathan Abed. smirking, and I just know he wants to make the joke that I want to make. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's for a child. Childish. Uh, fuck's sake. Yes, childish. Abed, I think, is a little bit older, but still roughly their age, but kind of, kind of using your words, kind of tra- transcends age. I feel like there was, there was a cut joke where it was revealed Abed was like 40 years yeah. old or something. I've seen that. Me. And then the rest of them are adults and they're kind of set in their ways and they, although they grow and have character arcs, kind of, it's, it's kind of more accessible with Annie because of how old mm. she is. She kind yeah. of grows up and we get to see that. And it's very clear by the comparison from the beginning and the end. Um, yeah, her age is very, very prominent in the story. As, mm-hmm. um, Especially whether with it's, Yeah, whether it's in relationships or whether it's like her actually just maturing as a character. Um, and trying which to is, grow guess, up too soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. Um, but one of the things that I really like about her is probably just how good Alison Brie is. I think she mm. might be the best joke teller in the show. I think? I, I think so. Again, it's between her and Donald Glover in terms of just mm. nailing a joke What about so Jim well. Rash? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> That is a good point. The Dean is he's such a he's not part of the, the seven. Yeah. But he's but he just so good. <laughs> like yeah. those kind of key moments, those highlighted funny moments you kind of think back on and you think, huh. Well we could move on to the Dean. The Dean uh, I think the Dean is worth talking about. Absolutely. He's he's one of my faves. The, Imagine the, community without without Jim Rush. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there is the seven around the table, the the the, the study group, mm-hmm. um, and then I think the two most notice notable yeah. are Starbirds. No, <laughs> the Dean, Owen Wilson, and and Chang. Jack Black. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> Owen Wilson was in it. Yeah, yeah, very briefly. The Dean yeah, and I Chang. Think the Dean and Chang. Yeah. The Dean and Chang. For sure. I mean, later on, there's there's more. There's there's like Frankie comes into it. But... Hickey. Yeah, Hickey. I think that, well they were replacements for yeah uh, yeah cast that left. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to continue your point so there. Did I. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. <laughs> so um, the dean. Yeah, I can do it. Go for it. So. What would you say? Because he's famous for his sort of uh, running Dean jokes. Yeah, he does them in almost every episode. What's each of your favorite ones of his? Oh no, I, I can't think of any. Where it, what where he says Dean in something, or just one or of his just... intros. Uh, my oh, I mean like my favorite. I think in. my favorite thing yeah. of the Dean is when he has like wherever those Dalmatians come up and he's like I hope this doesn't awaken something in me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh, throughout like the rest of the thing there's like Dalmatians like the pictures of them framed in his office yeah. or like he gets like those um <laughs> the, like the costume people to like come at the dance and it like they, they walk through and he's like oh no those are for me <laughs> and like runs off with them I think Alex my favorite moment 
is possibly got gotta be even his shadow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It wasn't what I thought you were yeah. going to say, but that is a good one. It was that's the peanut one, brittle yeah. bar. Yeah, is probably yeah. the best, mm-hmm. the best Dean Pelton moment. And I wish I knew the rap because it starts off like about like your paycheck will come on another day, another day, another <laughs> damn another dollar, and it goes into this like really political rap. <laughs> At which point, while he's dressed as like, a peanut, yeah, while he's dressed as a big peanut bar, and at the end, he like drops the microphone. He's like, "I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was." And it's just insane. I love it. I love it so much. I reckon yeah, my favorite one, like was, um, but it's we, like Jim we, Rash we playing. Yeah, that just makes it so good. Like, I, and it's. I don't think if anyone else was given that. That but prob- that probably wouldn't have even come up if it was anyone else because Jim Rash can just pull that off so well. Yeah. Yeah. Did he win an Emmy for Community? For writing a different thing as a film. He, he oh, won an Oscar. I oh, know he's an Oscar for um, yeah. writing The Descendants. He also, re- I think he won an Emmy. You may well have done. I think it might have been Community. I feel like I, I remember you know. seeing it in the in the the Darkest Timeline podcast because he'd always just like, yeah. like bring it out. So I think he did yeah. win it for something. I don't know if it was community or not. My oh, favorite it's for a thing called Pelham the writers' moment. room. Oh. What? Uh, prime. T- what? Primetime Emmy Award. Uh, he was nominated for it. Outstanding informational series or special, the writers' room. Wow, Nathan, you never said you worked with him. It's an uh, action comedy. What do they mean? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Well, cool. I'm going to go back to mine now because my favorite, one of my favorite Dean Pell moments, there's so many, but I really love, like, the, the, it's not even him that sets it up, but that's what makes it so good. It's when they do uh, Blanket Forts 2, <laughs> just before right. it, uh, either Annie or Britta says something like, Arbed, no one, <laughs> no one wants to spend another hour with two men under blankets. And Dean walks in and just goes, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> there is also, um, Gadeen, 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 which is kind of because Dean, Dean Pelton is kind of a very flamboyant character throughout, but his sexuality is never really, uh, overtly. Yeah spoken about mm. it's just kind of there um and the school board basically ask him to be their their kind of token gay dean and he's like that doesn't even begin to because they're like you're gay right and he's <laughs> like that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what i am and i mean it's a very it's quite a poignant episode underneath all the comedy mm-hmm. mm. but that is kind of on its own a very funny episode and yeah, his, uh, his, his fake partner as well, the back and forth that they have. Oh, yeah. Like him just keeping him in line. It's like, give me some, give me some space. Let me breathe. Yeah. <laughs> You're breathing down my neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. But yeah. The, the, again, like I said before, like Jim Rash playing that character, all of these things, like all of these moments, I don't think would have, either they could have been written in, um, but I don't think that. They would have come across the same way if it was anyone else and again yeah. i just i don't think they would have made it into the show like they wouldn't have written the character in the way that they did because obviously when you're writing something like a, a sitcom you're obviously writing for the actor as well because mm-hmm. you know what their 
strategic timing is what they're you know what they're going to be uh, the way they can deliver lines that kind of thing i mean for in donald glover's case they would just write donald says something funny here you don't yeah. have to write anything yeah um but in the case of jim rash it's just like i don't think i could i can't think of any other actor who would have played the dean just no, as well no as he way. did and for those of you who aren't familiar with jim rash's work um he's the man in friends when Rachel is on the plane, yes. who freaks out about the lack of phalange. That is Jim God, Rash. Every time I see that episode, I'm like, it just takes me out of it. Because I'm yeah. like, it's the yeah. Dean. Well, it's, it's funny, because like, I had seen all of Friends, and then yeah. I watched Community ages afterwards. Yeah. So I never made that connection. And then no. I think it was just Comedy Central was on one day, and that yep. episode was on. Same. I was like, the yeah. Dean? <laughs> dean Dong! It's the Dean. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next up on the roster? Um, Arbed. Arbed. Arbed Nadir, played the by the other side of Danny Troy and Arbed in the morning. Nights. Nights. <laughs> but Tr- Arbed, Arbed is, I mean, it's addressed. He's Mister Fourth Wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. We've had a debate about breaking the fourth wall, in which I've kind of been the person saying it's overdone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is done amazingly. Mm. Yeah, there's this overdoing it, and then this overdoing it, but doing it well. Yeah. The problem is, is that is. a lot of um, writers seem to think that the fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall, is when you look and address the camera. It's yeah. like jimming the camera, or it's like addressing that there's a camera there, or something like a joke like that, where you are directly saying that you're in a TV show, basically. But what Arbed's character does is it's not so much about addressing the fact that they're in a TV show. His character is all about relating TV to life, which in itself isn't breaking the fourth wall technically, but the things that he says and the way that he says it and the, the, you know, the way that he makes these jokes, which are jokes on screen, not jokes in the, the life of Arbed, break the fourth wall. Yeah. And it's usually the people around him that really do the breaking of the fourth wall, he'll say something. Because yeah. Arbed's character has has Asperger's, or that's kind of the, the indication it's said a couple of times throughout mm-hmm. or hinted at. And it's like he perceives life through the lens of a TV show because that's yeah. what he's kind of grown up with and knows. And so like, it's like, is this a bottle episode? It feels like it's going to be a bottle episode. <laughs> and it's like, him saying that is very true to character, but it's then other yeah. people going, Abed, we're not in a TV show. And then <laughs> and then it yeah, cuts yeah. to the opening credits, and you're like, yeah. okay, that's clever. I just find it very interesting how they do it. It's, it's breaking the fourth wall in a clever way. It's knowing the rules of what the yeah. fourth wall are, and then playing off of them. Well, it's and creating it's a character around like it's it's a very it's an interesting way of doing it because like i said the the way that a lot of shows tv movies whatever you know when they do try and break the fourth wall it's it's just directly addressing it i don't actually think they ever do that in community i don't think there's an ever ever a point where anyone looks at the camera unless it's in like a documentary thing or it's already established that it is a camera yeah. So, like, when 
Abbott's making the documentary, or when they do the um, the the Ken Burns style documentary thing with the the, the blanket fort. Yeah. I think those are the only times when it's actually directly people are either addressing the camera, or you know, there's there's some sense that there's there's a, a presence there of a camera. But anytime yeah. that Abed does it, it's just his personality like, or his mannerisms or personality, the way he talks, the things he says, is yeah. all relating to how he perceives the world, which is through the lens of a TV show, as if he was in it. He's which almost this um the window into the Abed. show from the audience's perspective, right? Yeah. In a yeah. weird way. Because he's so meta about it that um, you know, him constantly talking about the show being a TV show yeah. is exactly how we view the show. Except, yeah. it, it, like Nathan said before, it's not properly breaking the fourth wall because he actively believes that it is a TV show. Mm. You know, because um, of how his character works. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> there's also there's also a, a an exception to Nathan's rule there, where the only time they look at a camera is where a camera is addressed. Yeah. The complete opposite happens, I believe, in, in one of the tags with the Troy and Abed in the morning. At which point, like it's addressed. They're like looking down the yeah. actual camera to film the TV show, but there isn't a camera there no. because they're just doing a pretend TV show. And Jeff's like, because there isn't Jeff... even a camera yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, like... No, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, but that only happens a couple of times for that specific gag. Yeah, but it's funny because they're playing off of the rules that exist within television and storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and it still works. It's it's yeah, it's it's a bit less high concept and meta than perhaps Rick and Morty goes, another Dan Harmon Mm. show. Um, but like you can see those kind of popular culture is a big thing in Dan Harmon's writing and yeah. you can see that through kind of most of his work I find yeah so All those two ones that I've seen <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh we'll finally just briefly cover Shirley and then oh uh, can I'd I just like say my favorite about... Arbe joke Go yeah, on. absolutely it's one it's in the first season and it's when he's making um a film about his family and he wants Jeff to be his dad and he goes up to yeah. Jeff and he's like um oh no Jeff's like I don't want to be your father it's like great you already know your lines it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so sad <laughs> but so funny uh so yeah Shirley is the character I wanted to talk about last because I, I, I no disrespect at all because I think she is a good character but I think she might be the least interesting one of the study group yeah, I mean, this is. I was gonna say this before. It's 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 weird because she plays the role. Yvette uh, Nicole Brown plays the role so well, and it, it, she's funny. She's really really funny, but it just feels like that character wasn't. I think it's just the weakest of them all. I think, unfortunately, yeah. like even though Pierce was only in it for three and a half seasons or something. And Shirley was in it for five. Yeah, she's just not in the sixth yeah. season. Yeah, even Apart then, you're still like little bits. You still feel like you're missing P 
Pierce, even though and it's like, but then I feel like in season six, you don't really miss out from Shirley. Yeah. I feel like you don't have that same, like, oh, this quite pivotal, interesting, funny character has left. It's just like, oh, it's it was just Shirley, which is yeah. sad because she played it so well. Yeah. It, that could be why. It's just kind of someone you feel familiar with, comfortable with. She mm. gets some decent storylines. Yeah. She doesn't get as many decent storylines, which I think is maybe why we don't miss her as much. Yeah, you but know, we'll always have tiny of... nipples. We'll always have tiny nipples. <laughs> we will. <laughs> that's maybe that's maybe one of her funnier things. Yeah. And it it tends to be her storylines tend to be quite serious. She's quite a serious character. Mm. Yeah. Um, She's all about her faith. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe is why you don't connect as well. Quite That's as true. Much. That's um, potentially, but even then, there are there are moments where that's played off. Where um, it, her and Britta, nice. I think, are really at odds um, yeah. over religion, and they pick up a homeless a guy or like a yeah. hitchhiker, and they're like, "What's your name?" Like, it's Jesus, and he's <laughs> like, Christ. thinks that he's like the second coming of Jesus or something. Um, so there are bits where she does, you know, her beliefs come into play in the same way Pierce joins the the cult you know those, those can only <laughs> yeah. happen because that character exists because there's that um, antagonism between the two if he had just joined a cult it's funny but because you have someone who is in a who, who is religious you can bounce that off and you can play that kind of once a cult once a religion yeah um, which is funnier but the character in itself i feel isn't maybe not well developed isn't a, isn't a good point to say because i do think she had character development but it just didn't feel like it was yeah as integral to the well, story I think, um the point you touched on there is what i think is the main thing with shirley i think she's incredibly funny but very rarely on her own it's always yeah. her funniest moments when I think of Shirley are always bouncing off another character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she goes into deep voice, Shirley, those bits are the always that. But again, it's always yeah. bouncing off something someone else has said. Yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting, I think, because I I just wanted to talk about before we wrap up. Um, what what's interesting is all of those characters that didn't you know uh, you've got to remember we adore this show mm. uh even the bad stuff but even all these characters that either went downhill towards the end and maybe started leaving and stuff were all there for the famous season four which is just yeah. you know mm. when you think oh the everyone knows the worst season of community you would think it's the one where the best characters have started leaving but it's not. They're all still there. Mm. Um, and we all know why it's the worst one. But do you want to uh, go into detail a little on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's the, welcome to the sh Goodbye? Yeah. From the show? Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> show! I got one! There we go. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I was going to do it. 10, and I went, baby. No, I'll let him do it this week. Thank you. I'll take it. You uh, stuttered and ruined shit it. One. It was a shit one. It was. We're back. <laughs> I think you were just so, confused podcast? to say hello or goodbye. 
So oh, it felt like gaslight. an ending, so welcome to the show didn't feel right. Uh, <laughs> the gaslight year, so, boys. So the gaslight year. Nathan Dan Harmon I'll, I'll, uh... got booted off his own show, basically. Yeah. But they were like, but the show's good. Let's get other people to show run it. And uh, it kind of fucked it. Which well, is really a good idea it. when you when you have someone uh, like Dan Harmon, who, if anyone doesn't know, uh, is quite famous for the, the story circle. Probably not mm -hmm. invented it, but at least made it popular as a writing device. Um, essentially what it is, is it's just a circle. You divide <laughs> it up into eight quadrants, <laughs> and each bit is a part of a story. You can't like... Uh, <laughs> I, I should have left it there. Essentially what it is. It's just a circle. A circle. It's a circle. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> It's about uh, story development, and it follows yeah, a so around a it, It's basically a way of creating a story and a way of creating a circular um, piece of development for a story. But the thing mm -hmm. that he does is what I feel like people maybe fall down on when they read about it, which is definitely something that I did, but they only use it for a specific part, which is the plot. But you don't actually use it in that way. So the way, the way that he does it is he does it for characters, he does it for scenes and moments, and it's basically creating like a positive-negative um, yeah. in, in either a scene or across multiple scenes or for a character's development, which is the way that stories work. You have um, just a normal thing. Something happens, they do something, they return back to the way they were, but they've changed. That's essentially the way that the story circle works. And when you take that away from the overarching part of the story, which is for a TV show, it's series by series, and replace it with someone else, you've kind of lost, you know, you're somewhere in the middle of it with some of these characters or part of the story. Yeah. And then you have to go and give it to these new people who have no idea what, you know, they might have watched the show. They were probably fans of the show, I imagine, but you give it to people mm -hmm. that don't know the ins and outs of where these I, characters were progressing from what i've read as well i think they still tried to use the story circle method but yeah. they're not dan Harmon. well you no, can tell their story circle because it's very much the problem with season four is it's just an imitation of what yeah. it would be like if someone said to me hey can you take over making a season of community it's what mm -hmm. i would make because yeah. You you know it's very you would try and make this show based on what you know the show as, whereas yeah. when the showrunner's doing it, he doesn't need to think about that because he made the show right. Yeah. So yeah. he's focusing on character development and heart and emotion in story around the chaos, whereas in season four they'd be like, chaos. Why don't we make them puppets. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because they had the uh, claymation episode last season, so yeah, that's so we why. We can do that. So let's yeah. just do it because people like it, mm. and then people didn't like it. I didn't mind what? it. It was just a no, bit no. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite funny when you community. say that because, like, when you actually—I I might be might be different for you guys. When you watch it, you don't necessarily go, "This is bad." Oh no, it's because... not bad. It's just different. No, I, but it I mean, feels different like, and you don't know why. Yeah, but you're yeah. kind of like, you still enjoy it because you've just sat through three seasons of really, really good TV. 
Yeah. And it might just like it's not it's not the fact that it's like Game of Thrones season nine bad, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just not what you expect community to be, especially rewatching it. There are moments that it has which are funny, but like you said, Max, like it's not got that that whole overarching story and character development and the heart yeah. behind it. It's just got kind of funny moments because at the end of the day they're comedy writers. And they try it in moments though. Um, you know, for example, Arbed and Brie Larson's character that was yep. introduced in season four. That was a really cool emotional moment. Uh that could have been something really interesting, but then they just drop yeah. it. Uh the same for the episode in season four where Jeff and Pierce share the barber shop and they sort of have yeah. this father son bonding thing. I think that's one of my favorite community moments. It's really um, nice. Because mm. it's just so, it feels so earned, right? Yeah. That relationship between those two. And it would have been so good. And then they just drop it. But the next mm. episode, they just go back to. And that's I think crazy. That potentially the problem that they had. I mean, there's probably, there was probably talks in the background of Dan Harmon probably coming back at some point. And mm. I, I don't think they, they probably didn't think they were going to be showrunners for the, the rest of the runtime of Community. So they yeah. perhaps felt like we can't go too hard on character development and change these characters in a way that maybe we can't go back from. Yeah. Which is like what you said, if if you are given something as a fan, you can't really change the characters too much from what they are because if you do that, you've got to rewrite the entire, what you know of the the show, basically. Yeah. So, like, obviously they want to go back to a comfortable point where they're like, I know what this character is, so we can't change it too much because otherwise we have to rethink the whole structure of how this character is going to interact with everyone or, like, yeah. how they're going to come off on screen. So I can, I understand why they did it, but it's just, like, you know, it, it makes for bad, not bad TV, but pretty mediocre TV. Yeah, it's just a shame, isn't it? Because it's, like, like, like I've said a few times, it's... The thing, one of the things that makes Community so good, aside from Dan Harmon's writing, is that cast and the yep. bunch of characters. And they are so good that they carry season four. But if that mm. was any other show, there's a lot of filler in that season. If that was the season six cast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could have been very different. Yeah. Um. So we might as well finish it up. Because we've uh, gone on a brief negative. Uh, I just, well, I, you know. I was going to say, on. I have a question for you guys. Okay, uh, cool. Potentially to wrap things up. What is your favorite side character? Ooh. Annie's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> context. Again, the monkey. Again the monkey. without okay. context, that sounds <laughs> weird. It just sounds misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a monkey, by the way, for those listening. That Troy named Annie's boobs. That, yeah. is a that is a tough one. Favorite I um, <laughs> I don't uh, want to say magnitude, but I think I might. Pat, pat, pat. Me and uh, me and my friend Tom, he hates magnitude like really? so much. Yeah, like what's that about? So whenever whenever it comes up, we always just go like pop pop around it, and he gets <laughs> like really annoyed. Really but annoyed I'm like, come on, it's worth it. For, for the joke that Donald Glover gets to tell when Magnitude, <laughs> you know, dies in painful and he goes, Pop what, Magnitude? Pop what? 
<laughs> I also like when he's trying to think of his like you get the flashback origin thing of like yeah. where it comes from. He's at a party and like two balloons pop next to him. Yeah. And he goes pop pop. pop. <laughs> like it's so stupid. He didn't need an origin. It's the guy but from Harry Potter one. as well though. That's the uh, weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It blows my mind every time. Yeah, I always forget that that he's British. Mm. Yeah. As well. Um so you think magnitude, Nathan, what about you? I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Leonard. I think, yeah, I was going to say Leonard. Oh, Leonard's so good. And, and there's pizza reviews, like the ta- that tag <laughs> where he's doing like the review, or like crisps or something. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so Feel it hard funny. as hell and you're about to get yeah. shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. I well, like Leonard's it at good. the end of uh, the, the uh, blanket for documentary episode where it's all photos and it's uh, a Facebook post and it, the episode just ends on Leonard likes this. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So you think maybe Leonard? So we've got Magnitude Leonard. Uh... I mean, John Oliver's character. What, oh, um... yeah. That's my choice. Professor. That's my choice. Booyah, booyah. He just I... disappeared as well. Yeah. I mean, he kind of got busy didn't he yeah being successful um <laughs> to be fair i, I might just be biased because like i love john oliver side character i like oh. starburns no no well, maybe okay Starburns. maybe instead of side character maybe like what like a memorable character that's only in it for like one episode or something I'm really struggling here. I'm trying to think of all the different characters there are. He's not good under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Nathan... know. Chang is funny, but I wouldn't consider him a side character. He starts no. off a side character um, as Teacher Chang. Yeah. Senor. Um, Senor Chang. I thought it was funny when they brought in the guy, the Moby impersonator. Yeah. To replace the Dean who looks like Moby. Yeah. Which is actually addressed in season one. It's like, hey, that guy kind of looks like Moby. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Kind of watching back it again. Mm. Who's your favourite side character, Nathan? He said it. Did he? Well no, we just we're just talking about I do think Leonard is probably Leonard's really funny. Just just there where it's like um Vicky. There's one where they're in the... <laughs> Vicky is a good one. Um Garrett. I thought we Garrett. said Garrett. 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 Did we Yeah, know? Garrett's probably the best one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Garrett moment is uh, when all the frisbees from the roof <laughs> cave in, and it's Leonard's like Leonard had thrown the first one up there, and then uh, when they all cave in, Leonard picks up this frisbee from like nineteen seventy odd, and has a flashback where he's just the same but with long hair, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it, it's something like he goes cowabunga, dude. <laughs> but then he picks it back up, and the frisbees in in the modern day have then crushed Harriet, who's like sat on top of them all. And then Leonard just goes, Cowabunga, dude, as a flashback moment. And then it just cuts to Garrett sat on a bunch of frisbees, and he's like, What? <laughs> it's like completely out of character for him. It makes me laugh every time. And you the... were born in the dark. You will stay it... in the dark. In the dirt. In is, the dirt. Is it the UN bit where it's like crisis alert? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Garrett's probably my favorite side. Yeah, Garrett's a great shot. On that note, 
Well, yeah. We'll finish it off on a on a a little tiny thing of. I think we were talking about what makes community so good is it's got this emotional core running Mm. through it and it's so goofy and high concept and ridiculous and well written but at the same time it's such an easy show to love because it's got this heart to it that not many shows have so you can tune in at any random episode and just be like comfortable that's the word I would use whenever I'm watching mm. it. Even if it's like... a comfort show. Yeah. You always mm. have a comfort show that you just I, I would agree. You feel down. Yeah. And you just want to put something on to have. It just brings you joy, doesn't it? Yeah. But then in the, the not to go too negative, and the reason it was cancelled so much is that was the problem. It was you couldn't as a as a first time viewer, you have to watch it from the start. Because it's not comfortable the first time you watch it if you jump into, like, season three. Because there's so many in-jokes, there's so much, like, character development that has to go on to understand it. And it's just weird as well, which is what makes it so great. But the reason it kept getting cancelled is because they were like, people can't just jump into this. They can't just enjoy it. It It's not like Friends, where you just just watch any random episode. You kind of understand what's going on. It's just too reliant on the series as a whole which isn't a problem when it's on netflix and you can binge watch it until five o'clock in the morning like i did some days <laughs> um yeah but as a tv show uh when you have a week between each episode it it kind of it's um it doesn't always work yeah but now that's on netflix doesn't matter and i'm yeah. i'm sorry to end this on a pun but <laughs> I think the thing that I really love about it is that fans of the show and having friends that are fans of the show, you are very much no. a community. Get out! Fuck no. off! No. You, are, you are a community <laughs> because, like you say, you need to have watched all of it and you yeah. need to just totally get it to be a fan of it. I think you could like it if you just got into moments of it. Alex does this stuff to the camera like I can't see him just <laughs> calling me a wanker. <laughs> for the audio listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for, the, for those listening. I was but gesturing yeah. that he was a wanker. It's, it's the best show to have friends that watch it as well because yeah. we, we've known each other a long time now and we have talked about community for the entire time we've been friends and it doesn't get bored. Like, we've yeah. just done an hour and a half of talking about community and we're yeah. still going to keep talking about community yeah. every day in the future, you know? Yeah. And that's rare. That's special. And I think we all know, we've watched enough TV to know that popping the back of a raft makes <laughs> it go faster. <laughs> so, that was uh, that was our community episode. Episode uh, 10! And if, it's, if I can just say, this episode was awesome, but also... It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, next week, I believe, we're doing Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Because we had such fun talking about it last week that we all went, oh my god, we have to talk about Game of Thrones. So, we're going to... We've bumped that up the list, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Hopefully... A little less waffly than this one. 
but you know, this was an episode on community. It's only fair that we made it chaotic and <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it'll be a yeah. fun one, a, a fun one to edit, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed it, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, you know all that jazz. Uh, follow us on Spotify and Instagram, and you know social media it's 2021 do i need to plug everything just follow us we deserve it come on yeah and you also just listen to, to this, the so... one guy who keeps disliking all these <laughs> <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> no keep doing it we like it <laughs> but really it Leonard hurts likes this <laughs> <laughs> just one person every week 